podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash realchronicles. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by realtalkinc.com. I'm your host, David, and I got the whole team with me today. Happy NFL kickoff. NFL kickoff day is today. I am joined with... This is Lewis, as always. Gaius. And Jen. How you guys doing? Excited for the Falcons to uh, destroy the Bears today. Dun, dun, if you dun. better beat the Bears, I, I the hope so. Bears. I, I, it should be like an easy, easy one for you guys. Be. That's what the the Patriots thought. I, when the Patriots lost the other day, yeah, I was like, that's what the Patriots thought. Of the yeah, team. that is true. Oh, that G's ready to watch his. Uh, you got like you got like, you got like four teams in LA now, right? With one point. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, all we went from like nothing to like a bunch. So before we get started, <laughs> I do want to give like some awful fantasy football advice. No. Oh. Uh, Thursday blues. So I I have I'm one of the lucky people that drafted Zeke and will have him for the whole season. Yeah. And I have Le'Veon Bell and Zeke as my top two running backs, right? So in my flex, I have Todd Gurley. I have Kareem Hunt. Yep, I saw sitting that. on my bench. I saw that scoring 42 points. Jen must be really happy because I play her this week. Well, I wasn't happy. I was like, "Oh damn, that I wasn't sucks. happy that you had him." Period. Well, I that's I drafted him in I drafted him in the eleventh round. So. I could be happy. I'll be happy later if I beat him. You went out in a lot of leagues. Yeah, I mean, I knew about him as Jen. I've been talking about him for a while, so I was like, "All right, let's do this." But good luck to everybody. All of you guys are in my in my yearly fantasy football league. Good luck to all you guys. Go pack, go. Good luck to all our teams. Now for the main event. Word. Hashtag rise up. You're not gonna let. I'm not gonna let. No. <laughs> Hashtag go pack goes. We're not gonna end this with a fucking rise up. <laughs> rise up. <laughs> so this week we're gonna keep it simple. Just news and notes on some of the highlights of the week in film and TV. Yes, sir. No, Bef- top, 10. no top ten this week, but I think next week that we're gonna make up for it with a very fun episode. No, oh, it's finally not. happening. I don't, know, I don't know how I'm going to like enjoy life after that's over. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to our main fun topic today, TV opened up this week. It did. What, what does that mean? The new season's opened up this <laughs> week. <laughs> so uh, uh, American Horror Story. Okay. Did we all see it? Yes. Yep. I, I yep. saw it by accident last night. That's a good thing. That means we all saw it. So did we? Did it? It's very American Horror Story-ish, oh, as in it's a very solid a first episode, and I think we have to hold hope that it can stays consistent because you know American Horror Story always starts off strong, and then by the it fifth episode, you're just like, all right, I'm over it. But I still usually finish it. I think the only one I didn't really finish was, um, I think towards the end of Freak Show, I didn't finish. Freak, the end of Freak Show was awful. Freak Show is like my least favorite. Well, yeah, it's, it's a that's kind of where I fell off. It started off really well, a freak show, and then once Twisty died, it just fell off the fucking face. I think, to me, the, the best season is still the first one. Mm-hmm. Yep, they haven't topped it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it got you in. Oh, actually, my favorite is Asylum, the yeah, second okay, season. That's actually. Yeah, that's actually. You know what? Was, because was that I the saw second this, season, right? I saw the second no. season before I saw the first one, and I don't know, I just felt like it. For no, me, at least, it was better. Asylum was or the second, the best right? Is my favorite. Yeah, Asylum was. Did they explain the whole like aliens thing in Asylum? I don't think they, they were... really got. No, I think it was just more like <laughs> this supernatural. 
Because they weren't Actually, all aliens, but the stuff Season that... 1 is the best overall season, and then Coven's, like, the most fun. Coven is Actually, fun. I, I think Coven we can all agree that hotel was the worst. I actually, I visited the house, hotel which is pretty cool. When it I went to worst. New Orleans, you can, it's in the, it's located in the Garden District, and it was cool, because, like, we walked by, and then we, like, stood in front of it. Um, and it was fun, because, like, you, we went around, and, like, everything was, like, all featured in the show. So it was pretty dope. But this, this week's episode, did we love it? I liked it. I think I like, it was very. I, I like where it could go. Those first six minutes were some of like <sighs> the most powerful moments I've seen on TV to start a season in quite a while, especially since it's really captured what m- most of us feel. It's going to be a pretty polarizing season, I think, because like some of my friends don't like that they're using the whole election thing because they were like, I want to like be able to be entertained and not think about, you know, real that- life. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like it's still it's real life shit. Isn't it funny that it. it took a horror show to really capture the horror of what we're going through right now? I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, leave it to Ryan. My, I mean, Ryan Murphy was pretty like. It seemed like right away that's like they knew that where they were gonna go, as far as using that as like the backdrop for this season. So it's, I mean, it's pretty bold to do it. I I like that Evan Peters is playing like the straight up asshole this season, being the. Well, he's a good villain. Yes, he's <laughs> he is a good villain. I actually really liked him in um, what was it, the Murder House one or whatever? We we just yeah, was yeah, that yeah, the, last, yeah. the hotel, yeah. American Animal. Horror Story hotel. I really enjoyed yeah. him in that role. Did he like Roanoke? I like it. I, <laughs> I was, liked it. I, I thought I, it was a different approach, and I I watched it all through. I liked it until the end. I do remember writing that thing for the website, being like, I get so frustrated because I there's certain seasons I'll start out loving, and then they end on such a crappy note and Roanoke was one of them I saw I, I didn't even know when I finished the the, ep, the season finale that that was a season finale it didn't feel like one it was no like, it was like another episode but I still like overall I was I, I like that they took a different approach and it was different people I have no idea where Lady Gaga was they said she was in the season I don't really remember seeing her she was I forgot uh, they, they actually had screenshots of her and I forgot who she was she wasn't like a big part of it but this season it's clowns and scary scary clowns and all Sarah that Paulson. fun Sarah, Sarah Paulson, Paulson. she's Can so good play? she's like the muse like Ryan Murphy's like new muse is she like, in she's on all his stuff <laughs> she's been in the show since season what in season one she's been there yeah. since the beginning who was she in season one I don't remember uh look at it hold on she didn't have like a huge role but she was in she's been there since season one and then of course she's on like you know she was on American Crime Story that oh that that was thing. just so good She's not going to be on the Versace one, but she is going to be in no. Katrina, which comes after Versace. Katrina's, I don't know what they're going to do with and, that. And, it, and then it was announced this week that they're doing like a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest like prequel show about Nurse Ratched. And that should be she's, interesting. She's playing her. Even though Nurse Ratched is the worst. That's so funny. Yeah, she's playing her. Netflix gave it a two-season like order already. Oh, it's going to be a Netflix show? Yeah. Okay. Right, so <laughs> Netflix is picking up all these like big producers, like just snagging them. And they also, got Shonda Rhimes a few weeks ago. Do you think, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen the episode, towards the end, and... She played Billy Dean Howard. Okay. I I don't remember who that is. And that was something she reprised in Hotel. Okay. The clowns at the end, are they real? Or are they... Well, just... the kids saw them. Like, they, they saw them, right? Yeah, the kids saw it. But then that whole scene in the in the grocery store, I'm like, it was... a very good scene like that guy with the mask that had like the clown faces on all different sides of his face that was really oh, yeah. dope 
but like at at first i was like oh this is just like her in her head and then you see the little kid now we're gonna be now we're gonna go through a whole season of whether or not this is real or not i think i think that billy lord's character is probably a little bit more evil than evan peters's yeah (laughs) i think she's just leading him on i guess yeah like she and i give kudos to her carrie fisher's daughter i thought she was great on it I've actually liked her since Scream Queens. I was about to say that. Scream Queen, you were all about that show, right? I I was. She was funny. I mean, at least in season one, she was really funny. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's the good thing about Ryan Murphy. I like when he finds certain people. Like, he'll. I don't mind creators using certain people over and over again, especially when they're good. Well, I agree. I mean, and she. This is the first time. He's used Leah Michelle a lot, but I don't like her. (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay with Leah Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think this episode was heavy, like as heavier than they usually do with like the not just the cursing, but like the blood and the and the murders yeah. and stuff. It was very well, heavy. I should point out though that the premiere ratings were down from Roanoke, uh, year to year. But I, think, I also Roanoke think had the whole like we don't know what it's about thing going for it. Like uh, they didn't give out any plot details for Roanoke, so I think that's why a lot of people watched it. I think that, and on top of on top of what you just said, I think the political back, the the backstory of it, might right. have led to the and better ratings. And also, it being down is not like a big deal. Like it was still, it still had high numbers for a cable show, so it's you know it's not in any trouble or anything. But no, I know. But I think it always it goes into effect with like Trump supporters. You know, my you talk about my president. I'm not gonna watch your show. So, you know, go fuck yourself, man. That's what Trump supporters sound like. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what Trump supporters sounds like. Little bitches. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's my little bitch voice. Jen's like, yeah. I don't know what to say. No, because it's true. Because it's like kind of you're saying like you're tired of all the political BS. But I'm like, are you tired of the Trump America that you voted into office? I guess not. Right? It's safe to so... say that Real Talk does not support Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, sorry. So if you're a listener and you do support Donald, we don't hate you, but we think you need to rethink your choices. Or just not listen to us anymore. No, no, no. They can still listen. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's, like, Jen's like, no, we can't lose <laughs> listeners. Well, oh, we need yeah, them. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, we're not trying to alienate people, and this really isn't a political show. No, not but, at all. But, you know, just just do a little more research and evaluate evaluating on your life choices there absolutely so got hopefully we can (laughs) hopefully we can go go back in about nine gee this is a 10 another 10 season 10 episode season right yeah so hopefully we can come back in nine more weeks and say that it was another solid at least a very good season season oh you know how we were talking about how like it seemed like this season started earlier than most like i guess roanoke premiered like a week after like basically would be this week so really? i guess oh, wow. it seems like it starts later but i guess they all kind of started except for uh i think asylum was in october most of them were in october but i guess the last season started like in september too okay yeah because i always feel like there's always a halloween episode for a yeah for american horror story and so um i was like wow they really started early this year and festival season started early this year yes, it did. so oh, they realize that's is it uh so a lot we, of reviews have come out for certain movies. Yeah, so we can start off with uh, Mother. It's right now at 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Apparently, I, I read a couple of reviews saying that it's one of the most controversial endings in quite some time. So. Hmm, interesting. Michelle Pfeiffer making a mad comeback, by the way. Yeah, she's in like everything <laughs> at the end of the year. She's in, and she's in Murder on the Order Express. We actually got that trailer during uh, uh, it. Yeah, same here. It looks it looks good. I want to see it. 
Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah, I didn't know that Kenneth Branagh was directing it, which makes me more excited to see it. I don't like the use of, I don't know, maybe it's just me. We've spoken about how really I hate the use of, uh, of... Josh Gad. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> fuck, fuck Josh Gad. But... <laughs> Can you nah, tell I like Olaf. No. I do like Olaf. You hate Josh Gad. You hate poor man Josh Gad from Baywatch. You hate oh, yeah. I forgot about poor man Josh Gad. But, That's uh, no, why we were like, I hate because it looks like the film is set in, you know, it's it's time it's a time piece, time period. What's up with that song that they use? I don't like it's like oh, the, my, the, the Imagine Dragons. Yeah, song? I like Imagine Dragons, but I'm like, <laughs> but I, I hate when they use like modern music for period films. Like that's why, like I, in the Great, Great Gatsby. Gatsby. Yes, we've I spoken knew you were going to say that. I, I know, but I think Church in the Wild was a good song for that. No, I'm not scene. It's fine. I, guess. I don't know. I just I she think just, with the beat I, love, and I love that song. I do love Leo. I love Church in the Wild. I also think that was a good song for that scene, and also this was sort of. I mean, it was still in the 20s, but it was still somewhat modernized it wasn't like the 70s version or the 80s i forgot (laughs) when it came out with robert redford and mia farrow i mean that shit was dated yeah for sure i mean i'm still gonna watch it i'm like you i want to see it and then the cast the cast is so good i mean i know you don't like josh gad so we'll just count the rest of the cast is really good i think he'll be fine i think this is a more serious role where he doesn't have to be so like he doesn't know what serious is josh gaddy have we explained why you don't like him Oh, I think we have another episode, but I'll say again, I don't care. So my thing is, is I li- I like them in Frozen. I I actually really enjoy Frozen. Then we get to every other movie he's ever done, and I he has like the Kevin Kevin Hart effect, like he has to scream for everything, and that's his, that's his form. Yeah, the Wedding Ringer or some bullshit like that. So if I actually have to pick one, I actually would probably say that's his best movie, and that's not saying much, but um. I think that he's always has to scream. He was perfectly fine in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I yeah. thought he was extremely annoying in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I well, well, that character is annoying though. But um, <laughs> I think the per- the perfect film to like emphasize how I feel about him is. Have you guys seen Pixels? No. Yeah, I don't like that movie. But and I don't like Josh Gad is. All he does is scream the inside, and he thinks he's being funny because I think he's probably like after the take was done, he's <laughs> pat himself on the back. I'm like, dude, you're not funny at all. You're so not funny. Yeah, like, director, like just stick to being Olaf, and you're and you're good to go. You already have your money there. You're That's your franchise. I think it's kind of interesting that he's kind of become like a name, though. Like he's like I mean, to be in something like Murder on the Orient Express with like a, a cast like that. I mean, that says a lot about what people might think of him. Would it shock? Would it shock me if he's the worst thing in that movie? Okay. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're gonna go in just. <laughs> but no, mother. I mean, Darren Aronofsky has like a very good track record. So, I hope well, my friend like is going to see it with me next Friday. Or does it come out next Friday? Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was just like, I don't even get what it's about. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, like, that's good. Watching all these I don't know. None of us know what it's about. I still don't get it. None of us know <laughs> what it's about. So it. that's good. <laughs> you know what I'm all about next week is American Assassin. That looks so fun. Is that next week too? Yeah, so I'm definitely. When got, is American Made coming out? That's th- like that's next in a few week, weeks. Right? The 29th. 29th. Oh, okay, because yeah. I keep seeing commercials for it, and my mom was like, "Oh, what's this new Tom Cruise movie?" Uh, American it looks loves good Tom though. Cruise. It's at right now. It's at 88. <laughs> percent American Assassin yeah. is supposed to be like it's a like, franchise starter, but I haven't seen a lot of previews on TV. I mean, it look it looks fun. So I know I don't expect anything but like a fun. I know. I met, I met Dylan O'Brien like uh, at a party once, and he's actually really cool, really nice guy. So he seems cool. If you would have said you met Michael Keaton, then 
I would have been like, damn. Oh, the- uh, no, well, what, what, I, I mean, what party would I be at where I would meet Michael Keaton? I don't know, man. You're always, you're, <laughs> you're, that. you're the it guy over there. Uh, high school party 66. And like, what, why would he be at our party? <laughs> I think Lou said it perfectly. What did you say, Lou? A high school party with Peter Parker. Oh, oh you're right. Okay. <laughs> The if, other, if I was living, if I was living in a movie, yes, yes, that's where I would meet him. The other movie that um, re- released at uh, I think Telluride is Battle of the Sexes, and oh, with your, your boo thing, my boo thing, <laughs> boo thing in the stone. She was hanging out with Billie Jean. She was. So, yeah. So I a few reviews that I've what's read. What's going on now? Is it the US right now? It's on, or is that over? It's not. It's not over yet. Yeah, they um, were hanging out. There's pictures. Of there's right now. Rotten is only like seven no eight reviews and it's at 75 um two bad two rotten reviews out of all out of the reviews but they all said that emma stone outdid her performance from last year and that she pretty much is guaranteed to be nominated not repeat but to be nominated you don't think she'll win no because she won last year yeah it's gonna be 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 hard it's gonna be hard she may be better this year than last year but i don't think they're gonna give because i think this might be a better role because it's, I think it's of, the, it's I think with everything going on someone. in the media, and you know how, remember what we spoke about La La Land a few weeks ago? I think this is the perfect film and the perfect role to like, for her to win. La La Land? Yeah, no. By the uh, census. With uh, everything going on right now, like this female empowerment role and about that situation with Billie Jean King was like a big thing back then jen's looking at me like i don't know too much about this story no 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 no, no. i'm looking at him because i'm like female empowerment should be all the time i know that but you know what i'm talking about with the political (laughs) i'm talking about coming out i'm talking about the political backdrop yes yes i know yes it was a big deal i'm you know i know seriously (laughs) but i mean hope i think she'll get nominated if she'll win i don't know and then reviews just started coming out yesterday for uh stronger the jake gyllenhaal film What's that about? It's another. It's about the uh, another one about the Boston bombing. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Another movie about that? Yeah, oh, and uh, right now it's at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and oh, they say cool. Jake is may not. You know, he has may not be nominated, but they said there's a good chance he might be. Uh, he's like the Leo DiCaprio now. He's never gonna win. Man, don't say that. Jake's so good. He should have been nominated for Nightcrawler. Leo's coming for another one. Nightcrawler is really Night- good. Nightcrawler is like the modern day taxi driver. It's so good. I don't understand why he didn't get nominated. That's yeah, he's really good. You know who one. got nominated in this? That, I think that one really pissed me off. Christian Bale got nominated, I think, for that one. Was that for The Big Short? No, that was Supporting Actor. So someone else got nominated from The Big Short in that. Uh, Steve Carell? And, no, no, for The Big Short when Nightcrawler came out, I believe. Steve Carell, maybe? It wasn't Steve Carell. No. Uh, we're we're going to have to look into that for another time. But, yeah. Not, he, not Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was going to be Ryan. So... He's another. He's another Leo. I think that he's gonna get nominated a lot. And you know what's gonna be the while. worst situation when they both get nominated and they're Together, both really like, good. How do you choose? Do you choose? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're both gonna win eventually. Eventually, they're both gonna win. It's Oscars. like having both of your bros. Like I don't know who to pick. <laughs> and then moving. Oh, by the way, also on the TV, in um, yes. I'm looking at uh, Ron Tomato. Uh, the Orville is Seth MacFarlane's new show. It's supposed to be uh, kind of like a the Star Trek parody. Trek. Yeah, it's at a 25% right now. Uh oh. Uh, he talked it up a lot at Comic-Con. Uh, actually, it was during the Family Guy panel, which is kind of awkward because they were supposed to be talking about Family Guy. Uh, Not that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that it's, I don't think it's, and it's on Thursday nights too. Hmm. I just found out. What I'm, channel is it on? 
Fox. They sent it to Thursday night with Gotham to die. Where is Poor uh? Gotham. This is us. Is this this is us? Is that on Thursday nights too? No, they were going. So NBC was going to put it on Thursday to be like, oh, to bring back the whole like must see TV yeah. thing. Because they were all super excited because this is us is like the biggest like primetime hit in like a while. Yeah, they're doing. And then the guy that the NBC exec was like basically like we were all on a high and then we realized like we shouldn't mess with what's we shouldn't fix what's not like broken so we're just gonna put it back on Tuesday. Okay, good, (laughs) good, good, good. Like survive, you know. Yeah. That's a that's a show that I'm really worried about having a sophomore slump because I actually like the first season a lot. And, I think uh, it'll be fine. They seem like they're gonna. Is this one of those shows, well. G, that was at thirteen episodes and went to twenty three? Uh, I don't think so. I think like uh, well, what's funny is that it got renewed for two seasons like a while ago. Like it, they renewed yeah. it for season two and three, and I think it's because they pitched them a clear idea of where the show would be going. So I think they have an idea of what they want to do already, which it works in its favor. I think. I feel like for the narrative and where they're doing everything with the plot, they kind of have to have that sort of mapped out a bit. Like, not exactly every detail, but, like, they kind of had to have an idea. Because it's sort of, like, it's not your typical show where, it like, it's pretty standard. It sort of flipped the script a little bit for people. And you're kind of like, ooh. I, and then there's twists, and you're like, oh, shit. I don't watch that show. It's very Dude, good you and heartfelt. Like it, it's good. All, of, all the fields watching. All the fields. <laughs> uh, it's it's like what... <laughs> It's totally what replaced Parenthood for me because I loved Parenthood and I used to like so ball my eyes out like every week. And the goal of This Is Us every week is to get you like to shit like yeah. here. And <laughs> like Parenthood used to do that to me every week and it was like, oh, and then, you know, they really didn't put too much and it's kind of a shame because Parenthood was really good. Um, but they didn't, NBC didn't really care so much yeah parenthood was like in the same boat as like friday night lights where like a lot of people didn't watch it but it had like a like very loyal fan base it did it had a huge one than it probably would have been on uh but but yeah my mom loved parenthood my mom was bummed when it was over yeah my mom i mean my mom didn't watch it until later because of me because i was like oh you should watch this and you'll really like it and then she was like obsessed and then (laughs) every time i would come out and she'd be like crying and i'm like what's wrong and she's like oh i was watching parenthood (laughs) Well, like, Dave, this is how strong This Is Us is. Like, you know, most, like, Emmy nominations have been mainly geared towards, like, cable shows or Netflix now. And, like, This Is Us is, like, one of the first, like, net- network, primetime network shows to get nominated for Best Drama in, like, a long time. I think, because like, it's, like, the West Wing or something. Yeah, so, like, I mean, that's how strong it is. I mean, like, you know, the previews make it seem like it's sappy, but it's actually really well written. It is. And the actors are all really good. Like, it's a, a really solid show. Like, I was going to avoid it, too, because it looked pretty sappy but like I'm, cheesy but it. no it's really good and it has a good cast mandy moore, my, mandy moore. milo ventimiglia um sort of your 90s i will say i would try to watch it but yeah your boy I, your boy sylvester stallone is gonna make an appearance next my boy. he is Why i'm is he so my boy? excited i don't know you love rocky i don't know i love rocky <laughs> they're my boy i'm so excited i can't wait like, to see like rocky. what he does <laughs> no actually you know what one of my favorite sylvester stallone movies is and it's like really really bad jen can say it what is it <laughs> over the top. Have you ever seen Over the Top? I have seen. Over it is the top. so bad, but it's so hysterically fun. Have you seen it, Lou? Yeah. Like the fact that he's like arm wrestling for the custody of his child is like, it's like dun, the old. It's it's so funny. But yeah, uh, the reason he's going to be on this is us is the it's the Milo. I, oh I yeah, the connection, the Milo connection. Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. They won't. They aren't yeah. sharing scenes together because, like, I guess, like you know. If you watch the show, the timelines are like 
Manny Moore's character and his character. That's hard to explain if you don't watch it, but yeah, no spoilers for people in case they haven't. But uh, but um, Sylvester Stallone's character will be interacting with Justin Hartley's character, who is an actor on the show. He yes. plays an actor on the show. When and that... he will actually be in Bad Moms in the also Christmas had a movie. trailer too during it. And he's married to Chriselle. <laughs> he's married to Chriselle Strauss, or and she was on All My Children. So you should tell your mom. I will. I will. Amanda Dillon. She'll know. Yeah, Bad Moms Two looks good. It does. I, I'm excited. I was. I was really surprised not. by how funny that trailer was. I don't know. I like Bad Moms, and then I'm oh, I, I, Christmas I actually line. enjoy Bad Moms, but I thought it was extreme. But, uh, uh, I'm not gonna get. I'm gonna into have this. to drag Dave to I, it. No, I'll watch it. But you might get Wait. the same reaction that I got out of the first one. Yeah, yeah. What was your reaction to the first I one? I thought it was really funny, but I think it was like I think they there's these movies like I don't mind the man hating, but I think they took it to another notch, and it was just like a little bit annoying at times. Oh, let the women have their thing. They let them have their thing, but I'm like, it's, it's <laughs> like you were good on your own. You didn't have to like man hate every time you every time you got a shot. They get, they get bad moms too. We're getting daddy's home too. Stop. Yeah. You but are that's yeah. you. I remember gee, I remember the, um we all me, Lou, Jen, and another friend of ours, Kevin, when we went to see Daddy's home like a few years ago. In the theaters. In the theaters. And the entire movie I see Lewis and his boy laughing and I'm like sitting there like I'm watching like Stone Face. Like I'm watching a documentary about <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I could see a comedy with you. Cause like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so like bad I'm like with comedy, man. I actually, like, to be honest, I'm actually finally consistently watching the Golden Girls now. And you could ask Jen, yeah, I'm dying. Is. It is hysterical. Oh, well, I have photographic there. evidence. I actually was surprised when Jen told me a few hours ago that the Golden Girls was on Saturday night. That's like insane for a show to That's be honest. Yeah, it was on Saturday night. Yeah. Dude, it was like 20 million viewers a week. Oh, really? Yeah. On a Saturday night, that's insane. I think that if that show was on a weekday, it could have pulled in like record ratings. No, but I think it did well for a Saturday night back then. Yeah, I Twenty mean, million views. You had people more at home too. It was different. And it's geared toward older people. G would have never watched the Golden Girls. No, I, I would on never. A Saturday. Uh, Friday nights, and so what's funny is that you know on the G Rolls page, like one of the shows that we like I post for is The Exorcist, and I remember when I got messages initially about what to do for it they were like are you going to be available to watch it live on friday and i was like uh it's very rare that i'm in front of the tv <laughs> on the friday night <laughs> i will do my best though what? friday night shows are hard yeah gee is is the exorcist remaining on friday or did he move it yeah no they're not going to move it yeah it's good that they're not going to move it because it it was doing well enough for friday on fox i mean oh like that, i enjoyed it then they I... renewed it is it tell me? Is it twenty three episodes? Please don't tell me it's twenty three. No, no, no. It's still gonna be short. Good. They actually have um the creator talked about it. I didn't go to their panel at Comic Con because it was during Legion. Uh, sorry, uh, but uh, they said that they have a six season plan for it if it is to go that long. Is it an anthology or is it gonna be? Yeah, it's gonna be a different story. Every okay, cool. Because but I I really the one, the one constant thing will be the priests. They, those the they they will be on every season. That's good. I mean, because I really liked how. But a lot of people want Gina Davis back. Like, no, the love, story's complete that, there. Uh, they love that, like, kind of like what they did. I actually was. I was. What episode was it where they revealed what they revealed about? I her? think it was so, like, like the sixth or seventh, and it got was, me. Like, it really game. got me. Like, oh, this show is good. Dude. Yep. Like, <laughs> Same here. I thought it was going to be a train wreck. I was like, this is not going to be a good show. I don't want to watch it. 
I was thinking I the same thing. Because at but first, it, I think well I think me and you were on the same boat that we thought it was just going to be a remake of the damn of the same story. But then when yeah. we found out what we found out, we're like, what? And the fact that they use pieces of that story, just like you know, it's still its own thing. But like you know, we want to like respect where it comes from, and I think that kind of did that. I think you guys should watch it if you haven't. Lou oh, another uh, other TV news too. I'm just looking at Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the Inhumans has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> right now uh it was a big deal that the i so i had never quite understood why they chose that show to be the show like oh we're gonna like premiere it on imax and those numbers apparently weren't great either last week um it is gonna be on friday nights on abc because they're trying to like create what they are calling like a genre block of like television on friday that's right i don't know if it's gonna work that's where they're also moving agents of the shield when the inhumans is over uh but zero percent. But I, I mean, it's the show's had bad buzz since like the first trailer came out. We actually, it, we're actually catching. Um, Jen and I are at Comic Con, New York Comic Con, in about three weeks. We're catching a panel with uh, that new show, that new other Marvel show that's on Hulu. Oh, the uh, the uh, what's it called? God damn it! Hold on, let me look this up again. Uh, it actually, if I'm right, it got it's actually gotten good early reaction though. Like people have seen it, said so it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it, I think. It's one of those like oversaturation issues with like inhumans. Dude, and no one's talking you know? about gifted though. Gifted looks good. What's gifted? That's it's on Fox. It's like supposed to be like connected to X Men. Oh, okay, okay. It's in season two now, right? Or did well, it just uh, no, start? No, gifted is new. Oh, okay. No, gifted is new. It's starting in October. There's um, I think there was Runaways. Like, oh, sorry for TV. Marvel's Runaways. Marvel's Runaways. Okay, so it's like supposed to be kind of like a. Not a comedy, I guess, but like it's supposed to be lighter than their other stuff. The other yeah. Shows. So we'll report from Comic Con with what we. Yeah, uh, what are you what guys? What are you guys getting over there? <sighs> We're not getting anything great to be Nothing honest. Nothing too much. The, like, I'm really upset because the Punisher. They moved the be Punisher. A Punisher panel, but they moved it to Madison Square Garden, and oh. like doing a panel at Madison Square Garden is a hot mess. Like people camp out all day because you know and like, all night and the people that go inside don't get to like they don't have to leave they don't kick so like out. you know with you guy with like hall h you have to leave well actually uh we didn't uh oh really no so uh if you could camp out the whole, like but it's hard like cause like i was gonna do that for one day and but there was stuff in the middle i was like i don't want to sit through this like i didn't there were certain things i didn't had heard of like on like the friday um but yeah, you could stay if you wanted to. Uh, so you could stay the whole day in there. You could stay the whole day. Yeah, that's what. Such a waste. So of we day. have at, at New York since we have the Jacob Javits Center, we have Hammerstein Ballroom, and we have Madison Square Garden. The main stage at Comic Con, I mean at Jacob Javits Center, you had they they uh, clear you out. They clear you out after every main panel. Hammerstein Ballroom, they do the same thing. I don't understand. Why you don't do that for Madison Square Garden? It just—it doesn't make to me logistically. It doesn't make any sense. But we are still—we are still getting some decent stuff there. We're doing—we're doing um, the Psych movie panel. We're doing. Um, yeah, they're I'm doing a DC ten-year anniversary for the animated films. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna do a Power doing, Rangers panel. We're doing a Power Rangers panel. We uh, may do. Yeah. We may do the Tick. Might do the Tick. On yeah. Saturday. We're doing a comic book men panel. So There's we have an like, Archie panel too. Um, oh, the, the Archie panel is a season two preview of Riverdale. So we, if we get uh, some of the oh, cast. Are you going to get the premiere? 
I don't know. I don't know if we will though. Well, I mean, the cast they, isn't going to be here uh, well, so that, far. You don't know that. Announced it. I know, but just uh, the creator. so they kind of like the the description tease. First, they talked about oh, we're going to do a, po- a panel on like the comics, but then at the end, they tease and a preview of Riverdale season two. So I think you know we Probably might get, get the we might get the trailer or at least some of the, if some of the cast goes, I'll mark out for that. And Saturday uh, night. Well, I mean, like okay, so I don't know if you remember me talking to you when that. I was going back and forth from like the hall that the CW shows were in, yeah, and then like talking to my friends in line for the big hall each thing. Uh, the CW shows were all in the same room on the same day for the most part. I mean, I Zombie and all that was the day before, but like for their big shows, it was like Riverdale, The Flash, Arrow. Did you Legend get? Tomorrow, did you get Riverdale? So Riverdale day. was Hall H. Yeah, all on the same day. See, that's what the, like, this. That's we are not getting Riverdale in, in on the main they're stage. Like they're um. Their panel was funny because they were like in the middle of the of the day, and there were a group of like a huge group of teenage girls that were just like suffering, sitting through like Once Upon a Time and like a bunch of other stuff that they didn't want to be there for. But as soon as Riverdale started, I've never heard screams that loud in my life. <laughs> and like, and then when they introduced each person in the cast, like the scream just got louder and louder. And when they got to like. Uh, Jughead was it Cole's Cole Sprouse? Uh, like they, I, I, the room just about died. Is this <laughs> one of those yeah. shows that's going to turn into like we like Jughead more me. than Archie? I think so. I mean, I don't mind Archie. He's fine. I like Jughead more than Archie. Easy yeah, from be the honest, beginning. I even told Jen, I'm like, well, I think I like Jughead. He's, he's more interesting. That's what kind of happens with like side characters like that. They end up being more interesting than like the lead. It's funny because in the comic, you would never. I mean, Archie was always a star, and Jughead was just there, like doing his own thing. So he wasn't really, it's not that, not to say he wasn't interesting in the comics, but like he really just was, he was just there. He was his best friend and he didn't really, you know, he was ambivalent about girls and he just liked to eat food and he had his dog, hot dog, and you know, he was just there chilling. And on the show, I think especially, you know, Cole with his, the way he's portraying him and then the writing, they're giving him so much more life. And so it's almost like, I like him way better than Archie. Not to say that I don't like Archie, but I think, you know, and I think we have another Vinny Chase on our hands. But he's kind of like just there. There's nothing nothing that thrilling for me about him, but like Jughead, I'm like, yes. And then Bughead, love it. And I love it that like, I think they're dating in real life. And I'm like, that's the rumor. They'll be broken up in by the middle of the season on the show shut I, your mouth I, yeah that happens on shows like this let's go yeah, back the, to oc adam brody Dawson's dated rachel rachel bilson well, yeah. uh look at the beginning they were broken up by the time the show and like they were like i think they broke up around season three and they had like another season to do together where they were playing like each other's love interest and that's awkward yeah. and if you want to go back to like one tree hill <laughs> chad michael murray was married to sophia bush yeah for like a day he, he cheated on her and then they had to work together for several more years, even though they kind of kept them out of scenes with each other for the most part. Right. And then what else do we have now? Smallville. Uh, Don't I, forget I about Gossip Smallville. Uh, speaking of Gossip Girl, Penn Badgley dated Blake Lively for the first two seasons of the show. And then they broke up. Yeah. But apparently they were very professional about it. They weren't. It wasn't like an awkward thing. Uh, Ed Westwick uh, dated uh, Jessica... I always remember her last uh, Zor, however pronounced her last Zor, name. I think, or uh, Zor. Vanessa. He dated her off and on for the entire run that they were on the show together. So, I man, I'm guessing moral, it's hard. Like, moral of the story: people working together all the time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> 
But before we move on, I want to shout out Lewis's shirt. Awesome. I got a shout out for my shirt. He has a he has a shirt of uh Friday. <laughs> His yeah. favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah, let's take it for the podcast. And what what does it say on the bottom? Does it say bye Felicia? The best quote ever. Yeah, look look out on the site on the Instagram and Facebook for that for that picture and Twitter. Now moving on to movie news. I said uh, I said a very long time ago that Colin Trevorrow sucks. Okay, I know where you're going with this. And I said that it wouldn't shock me if he would it was he was removed from Star Wars Episode Nine. I told you it was going to be a good movie. Now you're, starting, you're starting to believe me now. And I think Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be a good movie now because Colin Trevorrow is out as director yeah. of Star Wars. Fuck Did you hear why they let him go or the rumor why no. they let him go? What is it? Apparently he is very difficult to work. With. Apparently he was very difficult to work with, even with Jurassic World. But he was like handpicked by Steven Spielberg. So like there was like a there was like a lot of like all right, well Steven Spielberg picked him for Jurassic World, so we have to deal with him. And then with Star Wars, apparently from the start he was hard to work with, and they were looking for a reason to like like oh we gotta let him go, figure it out, figure it out. And then a little movie called The Book of Henry came out. And, and now he's gone. At critical and like financial failure, and they're like, okay, now we have our reason. You know what's funny about the whole thing? I thought I was one of. I really don't, never really hear anyone hate on Colin Trevor like I do. And then, but Twitter was very happy that um, Colin Trevor was off this movie. Yeah, they let out a very enthusiastic. Yay! Word, yay! They were very yay about it. Gee, are you sad about this move? No, I mean, like, I, I don't hate Jurassic World the way some of you I don't. Know. No, I don't hate Jurassic World. I just think, <laughs> I just don't think it's great. It's good. And Star Wars should not just be good. Star Wars my should problem, be great. My problem is, if they replace him with someone basic like Ron Howard, I'm going to be upset. Would you? Like, I just want them to, like, at least try to be, like. Who do we, who do we have in mind right now at the top of our head? Well, apparently Ryan Johnson's at the top of the list. That, you know what that you know what that means, right? I think he's on the top of the list because Last Jedi must be really good. It must be good, and he and he's not probably making any waves. He's probably doing what they want him to do. Yeah, I I, I told Jen I'd be okay if they bring back Ryan Johnson because if if he's on the top uh, of the about list, JJ Abrams, would you be okay with JJ Abrams? I'd be okay with JJ Abrams as well. Yeah, we so we can have like a remake of like the Return of the Jedi. Stop! Don't don't, <laughs> don't be that guy. Jen, it's funny. Jen like. I like as soon as I asked her, "Oh, who do you think should be?" it? she's like, "Catherine Bigelow." <laughs> Just all loud. She's like, "Yeah, not or like Patty that. Jenkins." No, woman. I didn't. No, no, no. A woman should direct Star Wars. No, I didn't say Patty <laughs> Jenkins. I said Catherine Bigelow because you know what? It might not be a bad idea. Uh, she's. I mean, she has history. She's and like she... my ex-husband directed Blue People. That's I'm going to direct Porgs. No, but she's good with action. Uh, she doesn't do as much like what you would think maybe a female director would direct. So I feel like she could definitely do it. And I'm sure she has a relationship with Lucasfilm in all her connections. Well, so I hope that actually would be a bad choice. No, I told her after I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. And I didn't say Patty Jenkins. Sure. If she wants to put her name in, but I don't, I think she's going to be a little busy. Uh, busy. Yeah. Yeah. She's a little busy. (laughs) Didn't I also say Ryan Coogler? I don't think that would be a good choice. What I love Ryan Coogler, but uh, Ryan Coogler, Fruitvale Station, Creed. He's doing Black oh, Panther. Yeah, right, right. Uh, no, I don't think. I think it's it's weird. I don't think that's a good well, choice. Yeah, I know. He. Uh, what about F. Gary Gray? <laughs> mm, 
No. Yo, wow, he's made good movies, guys. Calm down. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty calm. Everyone's the way you responded to it. It's like he, he pretty got fingered or something. No, he's made good movies. <laughs> Literally, Dave just said no. He was like, no, bro. He's like, relax. You need to relax. <laughs> you need to calm down. I mean, like he has an impressive filmography. What if the you I, I see these uh, you know how like some of these websites <laughs> he does, damn it. <laughs> you know how like some of these websites go like on the deep end and and put directors in that will never do one of these movies? Like I read on a website that they had like Christopher Nolan and Steven Spielberg. I'm like, no, they're not fucking directing Star Wars. Well, no. we just saw the trailer yesterday. Well, in theaters Ready at least one. for Ready Player One, and so even Dave I was said, like, "I this was is like, this does not, not look very Spielbergish." Yeah. And I know he's I done like Minority Report. I thought it felt very Spielbergish. You did. I was. I liked yeah. the trailer, but I was just like, oh, "I don't know." I'm, and it's coming. Oh, man, we gotta wait till 2018 to see it. Well, it's March, <laughs> so at least we don't have to wait too much longer. I'm right now, I do not want to see uh, Christopher Nolan in Star Wars. I wouldn't. I love Nolan. He's one of my favorite directors. That would be dark as well. There would be like the <laughs> darkest. Thing. He should have yeah. directed this one, if anything, the last Jedi. It would just be bleak, no hope at all. What's the worst case scenario? Oh, for director? I would say George Lucas. If they just said, here, direct this. That would be worst case scenario. He has such like Star Wars hate that he won't even like. He probably hasn't even seen The Force Awakens. Yeah, he said it's good for fans. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a pretty big hater. He's so, I mean, he's, he's making so, so much money anyway. God awful prequel. Worst case scenario, James Cameron. He ain't got time either. He yeah, he's got blue people, man. Well, and if and if we really want to talk worst case of like potentially not, <laughs> that would be <laughs> funny. Like worst case that would actually we don't have to worry about it happening would probably be Michael Bay. So, dude, what if you had like a Tim Burton no. Star Wars? That would be. <laughs> The Tim Burton Bur- Star Wars movie would be very interesting to look at. It would be nice to look at, but that's about it. Do I don't think to like these directors maybe outside of Michael Bay. Like these directors may be good, but like Star Wars is so like particular and, and their vision. And that, some of those people probably wouldn't do franchises anymore. Like Tim Burton probably wouldn't. And neither would Christopher Nolan. So Michael Bay what is if, ready and available. What about guys. Denis Villeneuve? No, he too prestige. <laughs> Blade Runner is not. I mean, Blade Runner is amazing, but I mean, it's a f- kind of like franchisee if you really look at it. They might make another one after this. Well, what's he doing next after after this? I have I don't know. Is right? he doing? I, he's not doing Tron, right? I, I don't know why I thought that they're doing another Tron. Yeah, like, like they want to. Yeah, they want to. I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't even okay. like Legacy. Legacy's not very good. Legacy? No, I, was, I like the, was... the first Tron was great. The Legacy was pretty. Uh, Call it great. It was the high. first one. <laughs> we got Star Wars brought to you by the creators and producers of Paranormal Activity and Insidious. No. I know. Oh, James Wan. James Wan. What if he can be good to you? That whole team. I actually thought of you. Can you imagine if they had a trailer for Star Wars that seemed like a horror movie trailer? Like from the producers of Insidious and The Conjuring. I actually <laughs> thought of you uh, when we were watching it. There was a, pre, uh, a trailer for a really bad looking horror movie. I forgot the name of it. And it said from the producers of, and I'm like, oh, Lou's probably going to watch it. Is it the Death Day? Happy Death Day? Yeah, that doesn't look very good. That comes out on Friday the 13th, doesn't it? Yes, it does. does. I mean, and so every year I do my, like, uh, it's really cheesy, but I actually invite my friends over and we watch, like, all the Friday the 13th movies on whatever Friday the 13th happens every year. And we watch all of them, like, even, like, Freddy vs. Jason. And we, <laughs> get as far as we can go. Freddy vs. Jason isn't bad. 
It's fine. Just, but it, it gets rough once we get to like Jason X. No, or Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell is the worst one. Easily to me is the worst one. Yeah, but it's fun in the beginning though. Like the first like four are so much fun. Extremely fun. I, like I think I have fun with five, even though Jason is not the killer. I mean, it's terrible, but I have fun with it. Horror movies right now. It was from the makers of Insidious, Paranormal TV, and all that stuff. Or Bloomhouse, or Magnet. I'm watching it. No, no, like question about it. Oh yeah, if you see that Bloomhouse logo, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, <laughs> they're the big thing right now. Yeah, Halloween, new the new Halloween's gonna be Bloomhouse. Yeah, the new, they're the new house of horror. So, yeah. speak. Oh, Ma- Magnet's right behind though. Magnet does kind of like the B level movies. Wait, what is Magnet? What have they made? They made a VHS. They've made. Oh, I love VHS. I think they saw. I think they did Wreck also. Oh, I love Wreck too. So Me I as mean, well. Yeah, but they're more like, <laughs> you know, like they're not like that, like a high production kind of thing. They're we more of a shaky cam. And going back to the Star Wars before we move on, I don't think we're going to find out who the director is for a while. I don't think so either. We won't find out until the Last Jedi yeah. stuff is all done. I but think. But we do know the director of Suicide Squad too. Will Smith. <laughs> Another no. bad DC movie? Gavin, Gavin, Gavin O'Connor is directing Suicide Squad. I like how that news dropped and it wasn't like big news. Like I, it was, I thought Man, it would be bigger news. Is than it what confirmed? It was. Yeah. Yeah. No one gives yeah, a shit about the like, fuck. No, because no one gives a shit about DC. Finalizing his deal, I think, is what they're doing right now. No one gives a shit about DC. Did you see, like that? I, I, I forgot what the article that I that I read this week, but they said, so, uh, Justice League is in what, like seventy days." It comes out in 70 days. They're not done shooting yet. November 17th. They're not done shooting yet. Josh Whedon has to fix the train wreck. Dude, they're not done. 70 days and you're not done. Can you imagine? Like, visual effects, that's one. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine Star Wars coming out in December and it's still not done shooting? And then people think it's going to be good. I, I, I know. Well, Gavin O'Connor, who's directing Suicide Squad 2 has a really has an impressive like he did Warrior I love Warrior he did he The did Accountant the, he did The Accountant with Ben Affleck that was he good. also did uh, Miracle he's done like a lot of different movies like he has a really like diverse filmography but then someone wrote on my Instagram page like and said I think it doesn't matter who becomes director Warner Brothers is the problem David Ayer has done pretty awesome action flicks and Suicide Squad had a lot of potential then the studio made bad choices and it ended up being a big mess and i uh, think that is the bigger issue i agree a hundred percent because david ayer is great i love most i outside of suicide squad i love all of his films so the fact that that point was made by one of your readers is very very strong like you can probably put in like you can say like martin scorsese is directing suicide squad too and the issue would still be like yeah, it'd be, be warners you know. you know what the thing is too it's warners and the fact that these directors may be good, but it's not a huge name. Like if you get like, I'm not gonna say like a Spielberg or anything, but like let's say you get like a Nolan. Say, all right, you know what? I want to do a, uh, another one of these movies. They're not gonna tell them what to do. They're absolutely not gonna tell them what to do. Like look at look at Batman. He got complete freedom on that because that's Christopher Nolan. Like Christopher Nolan name alone is gonna make you make money. So, Man, remember when Mel Gibson was the rumored choice for Suicide Squad two? Man, I know people that hate Hacksaw Ridge, so I would love to Who see. Hates Hacksaw Ridge? That was good, dude. Oh, there's a few people that I know that hate Hacksaw Ridge. I mean, I I really enjoyed Hacksaw Ridge. It made my top ten last year. That first like twenty minutes is a little rough when he's like, you know, the happy go lucky, like trying to like get this this girl to be his girl and his wife and all that shit. That, that was a little bit, of, yeah. But then no, but once you get to the battlefield, it's all so so intense. It was really really good. 
boy, Andrew Garfield. Oh, that's your boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> My homie. <laughs> Yo, there's certain people like I want to be friends with in Hollywood. It's like him and like Zac Efron. Just want to hang out. Zac <laughs> Efron is funny. Like I feel like they'd be fun to hang out with. Oh my, Shannon Tatum was so fun in Logan Lucky too. Recently, just saw that. He, uh, it's so weird to think that he's like a good actor. He is a good actor. Like I know, but like you wouldn't think that in the beginning. You like really watching, didn't like him in Step, Step up. up. I actually do like. <laughs> Step How up dare as a you? Movie. Yeah, man. Gee, Step Up seems like you're all about that. Oh, why would I seem like I'm all about Step Up? Step Up is good. I've only seen all of them, but like... <laughs> Wait, you've seen past the first one? God, you're the man. Yeah, the dude. Streets. Step Up Revolution. Wait, like Step Up 2 is called The Streets? Step, called step Up to the Street. So I saw I saw Step Up to the Streets the same... So we it came out on like Blu-ray or whatever, and I remember watching it with a friend before we went to go see uh, The Dark Knight. Like, I was trying to stay awake because we went to a... A, like we went to a 5 a.m. showing for the Dark Knight when we saw it, and I was like, ah, I want to stay awake. What what can we watch? And she was like, Oh, I have Step Up to the Streets, and I was like, <laughs> Wait, they had a 5 a.m. showing for the Dark Knight. Yeah, for the Dark Knight. Yeah, right, step it was up, step silly. Up three, we're just Step Up 3D. But then I was like all out, right? I was like, This movie sucks. And then they do that dance sequence in the rain, and, and then I was like, like, All right, that, easy I'm back in. <laughs> Wait, Luke, can you go through the names of these movies? So Step Up to the Streets. And then there's Step Up 3D. And then Step Up Revolution. Revolution? That's it? There's only four? There's five, I think. There's five of them. They're making a YouTube series, too. There's five? Dude, I can't believe they got five movies green. Yeah, they're making, a YouTube, like, they're making a YouTube series and Neo and Naya Rivera on it. That's terrible. And they, brought, and they actually brought back characters from the other movies for Step Up Five All In. That's terrible. Hmm. That that though that franchise actually employed a lot of people from So You Think You Can Dance. It, like kept them like <laughs> <laughs> employed, but uh, did it make any money? No, right? Outside the first one, the first one must have uh, made no, money. No, they all they've all made money. You know what's funny is that they're actually big internationally. Like like they don't do as well here, but they do really well overseas. I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, it's mad random. But speaking uh, of, but like, uh, well, I looked up one and like, uh, actually, let me look at one now. Like, they, it makes like an absurd amount of money nah, overseas. So you think uh, Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights made a lot of money in no. overseas? That shit no. was abysmal. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So combined, so combined, step up. Uh, all five movies have made six hundred and fifty-one million that's dollars worldwide. A, that's an atrocity. No, let's not call it an atrocity. Right. Oh, cool. All right, cool. Dun, dun, dun. So step. I think Step Up 3D is the highest grossing of them all. All right. So Step Up, the cover is fine. It looks like they're trying to like take some nods from Dirty Dancing yeah. because Funny of the thing. font. Step Up 2 looks like like a like a hip hop movie. Yeah, because it, it's through the streets, man. It, it looks like <laughs> it, it looks like it was like released by like. Rockefeller, I Rock. Dude, have you have you seen Step Up Two? There's a lot of rain in that movie. Step Up. There's so much rain in Step Up Two. Step Up Three. Watch, watch, watch the last dance sequence. Like you will like be convinced it's a great movie. Step Up Three D looks like he's like choking her. What? Let me see. Step Up. Step Up. Guys is like I'm looking this up as we speak. Step Step Up Revolution looks like a TV movie, and Step Up Step Up All In looks like I don't even know what to say about that one. Shit going on, right? Like, there's a 
whole bunch of people. Like, it looks like they're watching a big screen of these two, like, about to get it in. Look at this. Gen- Dude, they've been hit since the beginning. Like, Step Up, the first one, made $114 million worldwide. <laughs> that just... Step Up 3D fun. made $159 million worldwide. Yeah. A Step Up 3D uh, does look like it's a little two. bit of a choke thing there. But it's all right. It's a passion. And Step then, Up Streets made uh, $150 yeah. million worldwide. Step Up Revolution almost has, like, the colors of a Bollywood movie on the cover. That, that movie also has a really good dance sequence. And if you just cut all the dance sequences together, I think you have like a perfect movie. G is like the G is like the defender of these awful franchises, I think. Uh, Step of Revolution, I saw that as a... Uh, I went to the drive-in, and it was a double feature with The Dark Knight Rises. Well, that's random. <laughs> that's just random. The Dark Knight Rises. That's like one of my combinations on our top tens. G's the only one that got that lose. Like, I'm, I don't even... Oh, the of Step Up Revolution was in that Boy Next Door movie with J Lo. Well, I actually was talking to G because we were at we were at Walmart the other day and we and I saw that they released a new Bring It On and there was like seven total. There's no seven. Idea. There's like seven or six. <gasps> I only saw the first one. I only saw the first only one matters. too. It's like one of them went to theaters, right? The first one. God, and then Jen sent me that thing on Facebook that Gabrielle Union's going to be at a screening of it. Yeah, at uh, Bring It On in uh, Alamo, Alamo, New York. I don't, I don't recognize anybody in Bring It On again, but Bring It On All or Nothing has Hayden Penetriere and Sierra. You know what? I, didn't, I did see that one. Of course you did. Uh, yeah, that one was on TV. I, I love Hayden Penetriere. I don't watch anything with her. Bring It On In It To Win It. And bring it on <laughs> Is that all the titles of the movies? Yes. Oh, Christina Milian is... Not good. Oh, I, she's hot though. I remember when I uh, oh. when I started when I started uh, promoting the Rocky Horror Picture Show on Fox, she was like all about liking our stuff and like I think she commented on something and I'm like, you're not good though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> mean. She's from our area, man. I don't. I don't care. I hate Pitbull. That he's Cuban. She made dip it low. <laughs> I actually like. No, nah, man. I actually like "Love Don't Cost a Thing" with Nick Cannon. That's not. That bad. is a lo- that is a loose remake of "Can't Buy Me Love." Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I, guess I, I didn't realize that. I don't. Yeah. I don't like Pitbull. He's not oh, good. Pitbull's a shit. Stop! Stop! You'd go to one of his concerts Daddy. and you would you would be stuck listening to music because all all his good songs are just fucking features. I've been to his concert. It's and good. and. First of all, you can't even blame him though. He put on that suit and one song and has American Junkie goes off when there's a He's pimple like, song. Oh no. Stop. Then when we go to LA, do not take us there. I remember when Feel This Moment came out, that song with him and Christina Aguilera, that was our like summer song. Dude, you can't knock his hustle though, because he is like out there. Hey, make He's, your money, dude. Make your money, but like him and Flo Rider are the same person though. They make the same type of music. Shout out to Jen for doing her nails while we're recording the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go fix them later. <laughs> She's like, you can't knock his hustle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, only my fingers, no feet. No feet, no feet yet. No, you really can't knock his hustle. No, I had, I already had a pedicure, but um, <laughs> yeah, you can't. I mean, he's out there. He's making music. He's doing what he's got to do. 
very successful. He still looks well, so he's representing Cubans well. Like he's not out there being like you know. No, he's not like he's not like a thug shooting or up bitches or something. Yeah, he, he makes party music. That's all he does. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. You don't like? I don't like what. Kulo, it's a song by him. Um, I love how G's like, like doesn't want it insulting. He's like, you don't like Kulo? <laughs> that was our jam in high school. Well, at least for me. I'm f- I was in high school. What? So was I. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. But you are older. Ooh, oh, wow. You're an old man. <laughs> um, no. I like that song he did with Neil. I don't like, like anything. Oh, oh, the give me. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was going to sing it. I decided not to. I just want to point out this is Dave's fault that we're talking about. Oh, and, oh, all this stuff with JLo is good too. On the floor. On the floor. Oh. Dude, dude <laughs> I hate that fucking song. You hate on the floor? Oh, dude, man. how many times can she say on the floor in that song? Uh, she's making mad money. So Play that cares. drinking game. Isn't that show coming back this season too? What? It got renewed for another season, Her right? Dance one? That J Lo show? Shades of Blue. Because it's good. Have you watched it? Uh, I thought this. I thought I didn't think the season was that good. The first season no, was good. The dance was good, man. You were tripping. Eh, I guess. And funny people. Our listeners are probably like. You know what? I'm gonna add her to the list. Like I'm gonna defend her and Drew Barrymore in the same light because you don't like her either. Do not put Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Lopez. Can we do an episode where we do our top ten Drew Barrymore films no, and our we can't. top ten J Lo films? Yes, we can. No, we can't. Please. No, we can't. I'll come well, up with one. <laughs> we will do it. Everyone that's listening. At the bottom of the list is gonna be all her bad movies, like the backup plan and the boy next door. That's gonna be like ten. <sighs> oh, I really actually do kind of like the backup plan. It's not great, but I do like it. Oh, I think Selena will be number one for all you of them. True. That's a good one. And like Safe. Out of Sight will be up there too. Out of Sight's great. I like enough like, a lot too. Enough is good. Everyone that's listening is like, when Ooh, are you Monster guys? Monster in law. Everyone. Yeah, Monster in law. Yeah. Everyone that's li- everyone that's listening is probably like, when the fuck are you guys going to talk about it? If Jennifer Lopez was in there, we talk about it sooner. So <laughs> let let's do it. Wait, what if J Lo was in it? Would you st- would you hate it? I don't. Mm. Probably not. If she was like in it very little. Yeah, that would be a weird. That would be a weird casting. And she'll definitely stand out in that movie. <laughs> Man, I respect her, I respect her hustle too. By the way, she has stayed busy for a long time. So it. Finally let's go, came out. Uh, let's go spoiler free for a little bit, then we'll give a warning. Yeah, this is gonna get very, very spoiler heavy towards like the end of this, the middle to end of this conversation. I haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? Apparently, everyone else saw it. We'll kick off by saying that it made one hundred and seventeen million dollars. Yep. Yes. One hundred seventeen million dollars for a, the biggest September opening ever, the and, biggest horror movie opening ever, and that record will never be touched. Didn't it also you break know, the record you know, for you know, Stephen oh, King adaptation, money wise? What happened, G? The biggest horror movie opening before this was Paranormal Activity. Yeah, it was like fifty. Was so it was like fifty, <laughs> fifty-four, or sixty something, right? Fifty-three or something like that. It's like, it's like a random movie. That's one that the trailer that came out like. That was in the movie. Also, well, the end of that movie is where they jumped a shark too. That, yeah. I did like Paranormal. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Paranormal Activity. It's actually really end. good though. I actually like that one more than the original one. Yeah, so do I. I'm with you on that. Well, with what the? the... Was than the one oh, I don't know. I enjoyed the movie, but it. Um, did we like it? Did we love it? I loved it. Loved, loved it. it. 
it's an all-timer, I think. Yeah. I'm going there. Ironically, the same party where I saw America. This, this party, I don't know what the... What were they doing? They were, they were, the first they one we watched was the original It. On Spike? Yeah, Spike. I was watching it last yeah, night, too. We, go. So we, the same we were not at the same party. No. But still connected. <laughs> <laughs> I was home alone with my mom. Yeah, so, I, so right after I watched It, I saw the original It, and this is way better than my opinion. Way easily. My friend, my easily. Friend, my friend watched it the night before we went to go see it. Up, see It. And, uh... She was like, oh, God, I hope this doesn't bode well for, like, what this movie's going to be. Because I did not like the miniseries at all. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of dated. So you did you, did, gee, you said you were going to watch the miniseries before you watched the movie. Did you get a chance to? I did, yeah. How, how, was, how did that? struggle towards the end. Yeah, I was going to ask, how did that second half go for you? The second half was a struggle. Oh, I was actually fine. I guess because I've seen it a lot as a kid. So I, like, always saw it on TV. So I'm so used to it. And then I, like, I love John Ritter. Does it change the fact like the that cast. that second half sucked? Tim Reed, the dad from Sister Sister, still sucked. Annabelle, O'Toole, and that final that did you did <laughs> you did you peep that? Uh, <laughs> I thought that was gonna like go by and no one would hear it. Roger, <laughs> did you peep that end? Roger got that I was talking that. that I was talking about G, with uh, when it went on the bicycle and shit, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah, yeah. she just like got good again. Yeah, I'm like, shut up, man. That's not gonna happen. Was so bad, but um, what did we like? What didn't we like? Spoiler free. I didn't not like anything. I loved Pennywise. This was like yeah, Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> I wonder how long he shot for because he didn't really have a lot to like a ton no. to do. <laughs> he was in it the right amount. Yeah, yeah. my fa- well. my favorite part of the movie were the kids. The kids <laughs> were Sorry, yeah. like. This movie was about the kids. It wasn't about Pennywise. And I think it did a good job. Like, I wrote, spoiler, my review will be out tomorrow, but I did a comparison of calling it a mix between The Goonies and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. It's, like, blended so beautifully. And, like, it's. I like Stand By Me. I've never yeah. seen Stand By Me, so I didn't really oh, use that comparison. <laughs> so, and the fact that it, it was. The, the fact that they were so funny. And it felt like they were actually friends, you know, like they like they've been hanging out for years. And um, I think each of the kids really embodied like what their characters were supposed to be. Um, like Finn was definitely uh, Richie the was loud the funniest, mo- the loud mouth, like always with a comment. Um, every time he'd say something, I'd look at Dave and Dave was dying because he was funny. He was really funny. Yeah, he does laugh at horror movies, but he won't. Yeah, he, he won't crack at a comedy. <laughs> um, I like the fact that they took their time with each individual kid, and you kind of see why um, they were being, I guess, outcasted, and why Pennywise chose them. And I love that. And you could see each of their fears come out, and him preying on them. Well, that and the movie was it made the movie made sure that the, to let everyone know that the real villain is not Pennywise itself, but just fear in general. Uh, uh, our adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the adults suck so much here. Right, that girl's father was like, oh, every scene that they were in it was very together, tense. Like, oh. <laughs> and uh. did, did you think that the movie was scary? 
And that will get that will lead into something I want to say. Yeah, maybe we should talk more spoilers. No, not yet. This isn't well, spoiler. I, what I want to say. I didn't get I scared. Um, but I don't think that's a sign of it being like not a good scary movie. Yeah, I, I mean, like I didn't jump or anything like that. But oh, I was I so jumped. entertained by everything else that it didn't really bother me. I thought it was done very well, though. Like it's like shot really well. Like I, I, there was like a lot that I liked, but I but no. I didn't think it was particularly scary, but I'm not saying that as like a detriment. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't think it was. There were, it was very creepy. It was very creepy. I was unsettled by some of it. Yes, I agree. The opening scene really got me. Yeah, I. Yeah, because I didn't think they were gonna do that. What they did. Yeah, that. Even though it's in the book, we're like, oh shit! Wait, this got real real quick. (laughs) Okay, well we'll just go. So I thought it was very creepy. And then, like, the main complaints that I've heard from more casual moviegoers are saying that, oh, it was cool, but it wasn't scary. There wasn't enough jump scares. And, and it goes to me and G were talking off the line about this. And I'm like, all right, so people bitch and moan that you want horror movies that have a real story, character development, and take away all these jump scares. We do that, and we create, some a, like, a, maybe a genre-defining film with, the way of the horror genre outside of like certain movies have been going and you're now you you're bitching and you want more jump scares like do go watch the bye-bye man then go watch all these garbage horror movies that are just about jump scares and no character development or anything like that so it's like you give them what they ask for and then you're bitching about it it's like everyone always has to bitch about something you know well with me Yeah. So I checked with you guys beforehand for a while. I was like, is there anything that she shouldn't watch that she's not used to? And you guys confirmed to me. So I took her, and like I, she's used to a lot of horror movies, so she doesn't get that scared. But this movie, like, it scared her, but it's not in the sense that it wanted to, I guess, because she wasn't scared of Pennywise. I, what I feel like she was, I feel like she was more scared of the fact that there were kids. And, and she's a kid, it. yeah. And then it's kind of like the tense and the, the atmosphere that it created before that kind of creeped her out a little bit. Like, oh, that I never seen a horror movie that she's having kids, so that probably got her more. Cause she, Pennywise didn't do anything for her. Like, she was like laughing when he came. He was scary. He was scary, but she was like, I don't know. She she she, she didn't look away when he got on screen. She was kind of like just the atmosphere. So okay. I guess we could say it's scary. Uh, you know. I think it did its job as an overall film. And gee, I know where you like me. You have talked about if it follows and um, and the Babadook, but I think when I when I said like this is like an all timer for me, it's more because it developed like every character and I, and it follows and like the Conjuring and all these movies. I think it does a great job of like being a scary film and with with the atmosphere, directing, script writing, things like that. But I think this movie does the best job I've seen in a long time, if like ever. I think developing like the central characters in the film because me and you love halloween g but we yeah. can both agree that outside of laurie strode everyone sucks yeah they're fun but yeah yeah How dare <laughs> you say that about I annie mean, i mean when you like when you like annie and linda though i mean that, that says a lot i mean I, I think that says a lot about the people playing them more than like how yeah but they yeah. were they were they there was no time taken to develop these no. other right. characters they, they except laurie strode like with it they take the time to let you know, you know, every, every single character is at least fleshed out and you well, give a shit about them. I think that's them. also a testament to the writing of Stephen King. I mean, if you're going to have somebody write 
uh, if you're basing something off of a novel. I mean, well, Stephen King fleshes every well, I'll detail. Well, di- I'll disagree with you there because look at all his movies. Not all his movies are written well. No, I know, but I'm saying like it's not to say that like the source material isn't fleshed out. No, it I really know. It really depends on who's adapting but it's still it and def- who writes the It all depends play. on the screenplay. Right, yeah. absolutely. But I mean, the fact is that he, the source material has it all fleshed out for you and everything is there. So like anybody that is adapting one of his works has it there that they don't have to, you know, it's already there. Agreed. So where, where do you rank this on not all of his adaptations, but like his scary book to film? I think I would say num- uh, maybe number two after Carrie. And- well, what about The Shining? Oh, well, no. Then it would be The Shining number one, Carrie number two, and then probably this number three. Although, but The Shining doesn't really follow the book as much. Yeah, that's the biggest. I think think this follows a little bit more. Then this might be number one then. Or Misery does follow the best, maybe. Oh, Misery, I forgot. I love Misery, but I do like it more than Misery. Well, yeah, as a story. But I think as far as adaptation. my favorite out of all of them, I think. And that was his first book? Yeah, I think that. They did a real. I also love the '80s feel to it. I love that the fact that they. I think it was also a nod to him because at the eight in the '80s, Stephen King was the king, like with all his books that he was releasing, and I think it, and it, it had a good backdrop to the film as like a nod to King. And on top of that, you had the um, all the nods with the posters. You had movie Gremlins, posters. Dirt, uh, close a sign, of kind. a particular movie was on a marquee and the, and of a the, theater that David like Batman, jumped up. Yep. And then I think there was, that, there was I, a poster for a like they were playing a Nightmare on Elm Street Five at a movie theater in the movie. Yeah. So oh. they 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 <laughs> nodded to a lot of like. So spoilers. Spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, now's your time to stop listening to this week's show. And if you don't care and you just want to listen, continue to listen. And here we go. So the opening scene. Um, Pennywise bites Georgie's arm off. Wow. I feel bad for Georgie. It's in the book, though. And actually, it doesn't happen in the the TV miniseries. Well, because it's a TV series. Well, yeah, no, show but they could have done something like it, but whatever. But they didn't do it. So I actually was surprised because I was like, I wonder if they're going to do it. And then they did it. And it was like... <gasps> I was like, oh, my God, that poor child actor, like, probably is traumatized. I mean, obviously, he doesn't. He still has his arm. He lose his arm. (laughs) I know, but I was just like, oh, my God. Just playing this scene, right? Like, I don't know. So, it was. I was like, oh. I love Georgie. I was like, I didn't expect it to, like, for them to show it. I was more unsettled by. But the kids' actors were so cute. But when they when they were interacting with each other and they were talking about the popcorn and they were doing that whole pop pop and they were like laughing yeah. and then he like stops and just stares at him <laughs> and it was just so creepy the way he was like it, it went from being like oh, I'm like joking around with you to like I'm like scary again this is serious like he and like that's when Georgie got unsettled too and was like all right I need to go <laughs> yeah I agree and then um I will say like he tells him to get closer to bite his arm off. And then when George is like in the middle of the street, he just grabs him. He pretty much just grabs him. So like the only witness was that cat. (laughs) And it's the first sign that like the adults don't give a shit because there's an old lady on the porch. And she's just looking at this pretty much all happened. And she's like, yep, I'm going inside. Oh yeah. She's looking at this kid. Like, I mean, looking at a store, like a sewer. Yeah. 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 Cause she sees him there. And then like, she comes back out after he kills him. And then he's, she sees like the blood, red. and she just goes back inside. 
But so, you know what? It was also different times. I mean, kids played outside more. Like they were allowed to roam around and just be home for dinner. Well, like, I think it's more the safety thing wasn't. I, people I think weren't as vigilant the way they are now. I think that's more her, her emphasis that Pennywise has been around for a long time, and she knows exactly what what took Georgie. I don't think it has anything to do with like kids playing out. So? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Oh, wow. you actually thought I didn't think it was that deep. I didn't think it was I that thought deep. It, I thought honest. it was more like these adults know I just thought what... she doesn't he she doesn't know who he is and he's a kid looking in a storm drain and for her she's just trying because the storm's here so she's bringing up her curtain on the porch and she's going minding her own business. I think it was her facial reactions and how quick she went back inside when she saw him by the sore by the drain. That's what made me. I'm like, okay, she knows that he's ex- his existence yeah. is there. I, I didn't think that. Yeah, the the town knows it exists. That's why I think every adult gives little, like you were saying, little hints of like, all right, we know what's there. It's not gonna come after us because we're adults. It's gonna go after the kids. So. Well, I don't know. I think that's thinking maybe too much. That's a good interpretation, but like, I don't know. I think it's like, obviously they know that things happen in the town because there's a history and the, even the librarian and the history of old dairy. And, you know, they touch upon that also in the, in the TV movie, but, um, you know, they just don't know what it is, but obviously certain occurrences and things. So they may know that, but I don't know that they know for, for me, another, what another it is too game, much. Another instance that gave me like that impersonation was when they were, um, they were like a town. Like, there was something going on in the town. The kids were just hanging out in the corner, and they were going through like the missing posters. And yeah. They it up, and it was like just one on top of the other. Right, right. So it was like they just like it's like kind of like just an everyday kind of thing now. Yeah. Well, he said he's like now Betty's like forgotten about because this guy is on top of it. How do we think about that um, substitution for the? I guess the that scene at the end. So at the end of the book. In order to like signify their their thing from childhood to adulthood, um, they um, they basically just there's a gangbang. They all have they all take a turn having sex with uh, Beverly. So that was so, like, that was that was why I texted you guys. I was like, so no, that's not in that. No, no, but that's why I texted you guys. I'm like, yeah. so is there anything that I gotta worry about? Yeah, I said nothing sexual. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Um, it would have been awkward, I think, for people who haven't. Yeah, and he, Stephen King has even said, like, he's like, you know, when I wrote the book, I did it, and I wasn't thinking of it so much in a sexual way, but more just in the sense of, like, they needed something, they needed an act to sort of, it sort of bridges that connection <laughs> between that childhood yeah. <laughs> and Let's adulthood. Let's gangbang. Let's gangbang our and best friend. And that act at, like, transitioning into that so he said you know obviously now he sees why it's so it seems more controversial than it was but at the time it really wasn't it was more just like a minor part of the book for for that i love how they capture the innocence of all the boys it's like the first time they've seen really like when they went to jump off the cliff and she just like you know she's in her bra panties or whatever and they're like they just stare and i thought it was so funny because like if you're 13 years old or 12 years old at the time or whatever you're gonna be like you're gonna be like is that the first time you've seen it you're gonna be staring so i thought it was i thought it was really funny yeah who was your favorite who was your favorite out of the losers Uh, eddie Eddie? oh I like Eddie too, and I was actually pegged by my friend as Eddie. She was like, "You are so Eddie." <laughs> what did he say? Brown like, water. I don't, like, I don't like gross things. Gray water. He's like gray water. <laughs> gray water. Are you that much of a germaphobe? 
Yeah, I don't like gross. Like, there's like certain things that bug me, and like, I, I don't like gross shit. I would say so, my uh, my favorite is Ben. The fat one. Okay. He was <laughs> the new kids on the block stuff was hilarious. Mr. Chubby Cheeks. I know how funny. Dying. Like when she closed the door and it was the poster and then it kicked in the new kids on the block music, I was yeah. dying. And I was dying too when like they were had their first exchange and he was like, Please don't go, girl. Uh is another song. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she said something like he's got the right stuff. She got the right whatever, stuff yeah. and she just he looked at her like, Don't blow up my spot. Yeah, man. it was funny. It was so funny. And I then Richie was great. Finn, Finn like killed that role. He's so funny. What do we think of um Oh my god, I forgot his name. Mike? Bill. Bill, Bill. Oh Bill. I thought uh, he was thought good. He was good. I mean he was the heart of the movie, so I thought that he did a good job. I think I've they... never seen that kid in anything. Oh, St. Vincent. Watch St. Vincent with Bill Murray. He's fantastic. Oh, he He's really good in it. Yeah. yeah um, no, actually other than the kid from Stranger Things, I hadn't seen any of them before. So he, yeah, me either, really. I and I think this movie captures their relationship with him and Georgie a lot better than the miniseries did. Like even the, like yeah, the first five felt minutes. Bad for him. Ugh. I it was like really mm. emotional and it worked really well. Well, like, when Georgie was, died. Yeah, and then also like him like like his like you know kind of like his mission to like find his brother because he like I, I really like that part of the story. Same a lot. here. I I like too um how they use Georgie after like that scene when Pennywise is in the water. And then oh, creepy. he was all creepy when he's like, well, yell flow too, yell flow too. Oh my God. It was so good. The actor who plays Georgie was so cute. It's adorable. Yeah. He's so cute. I know he did. And they actually. went there with a lot of things. Like not <laughs> only killing Georgie. I was like, wait, I know. Cause I was like, wait, maybe it was him. When Bill shot him in the head, I was, I was like, like, yo, they no! just shot a kid in the head. And then I was like, and then my friend like likes to talk a lot during the movie. She's like, oh, "That's no way, that's Georgia. He would just be, he would be dead or something. Like, he would like bleed out." <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that, but I was like, "No, it's definitely not." But then I was like, "Oh my god, they're not moving." So I was like, "Oh no." Wait, they beat the shit out of Pennywise at the end. Like they did. It was good though. What do you think of the bullies? I thought the bullies were really good too. That they, main one. Oh, I wanted them they to they all die. Uh, the one played by, uh, I think, Nicholas Hamilton is the actor's name. Like, he freaked me out. For Henry? That's Henry the, Bowers. When yes. he killed his... Ironic, oh, they, killed, yeah, yeah, they yeah. killed Henry Bowers in the first movie. He's not supposed to die. So I wonder if they're doing if he doesn't die off that fall. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Because he's the one that's supposed to take the the, fall. the rap for all the, all the kids. kids' murders. He's supposed to go to a mental asylum. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah, he could have just fallen and still survived. Now I'm hoping for next for the next movie. I imagine they all after the movie, like they all discovered the bodies of the children in that sewer. I, oh, and if he's in the hope. sewer, yeah. So if he's in the sewer, You're right. then they that probably makes, gonna find him. Um, so hopefully they did do that. They'll recover all those bodies. How do you like all the? I well, we can talk about this now. I love the fact that they used it as it and not just Pennywise. That it actually in the book it ships forms, yeah. and in in the in this movie. It captures each one of their fears, like the lady from the painting. Yeah, a Modigliani painting. And then uh, his fear of clowns. And I love the shout out, the tribute to Tim Curry. Did you peep that, G? On the left hand side. Yeah. On the left hand side. They're like, if you didn't know, yeah. here's our tribute. It's right there. Yeah. And I, those clowns were really like, creepy. And I'm not really scared of clowns, but like you go in that room and they're all staring at you, and then the heads were moving a little bit. I and thought, I was like, oh I my God. Out. Yeah. Yeah, that's. 
I will say, I mean, I don't have a complaint with this, but I always thought it was funny when Pennywise attacked you. He had like a seizure running to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also uh, another thing, another scene that I really like with Pennywise is um, when they're watching the whole movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that surprised me. That that, yeah. was that so got good. me. That got me when he just jumped out of nowhere. Yeah. I it looked like a Pantene Pro V commercial at first with his hair. Yeah. But um, he was like, you know, they. I love when they had to snap Eddie's arm back in place. And they just made yeah, it worse. I was like, don't do it. I was like, don't just leave it. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Like, don't fucking touch me. And I, I, I really like the scene with Bev when she's in the with the sink. Oh yeah, that was really well oh, done. Oh, that was like a hundred times bloodier than in the TV movie. Yeah, I didn't even remember that all over the place. My thing is, personally, if her father couldn't see all the blood and stuff, and I mean, really, only she saw it, and I get it, you want to clean it up because then so she doesn't have to see it anymore. But I'd be like, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna leave this here right now, walk away. You know, like I wouldn't spend all that time cleaning it up because if he can't see it, then I'm not gonna get my ass whooped for it. Exactly. So, but whatever, you know, solidarity. They cleaned it up. I don't think this is. Yeah, she killed yeah, him. Yeah, I think so. She clocked him over she the head. She clocked him over the, the head, head and toilet. she started bleeding <laughs> out. Good motherfucker deserved it. Yeah, they they were. Wife. They had a rape scene in it too. In the book, she gets raped. In the, in the, in the TV movie, it was, uh, it was implied bad. enough. I didn't need to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. He was bad, no, but no, not as bad, bad as this. Not as bad. You just thought he was more abusive. Yeah, she, in the TV movie, it was more like he was more just abusive. Are they guy. all of age? Like, you know, not like did they play their actual age or are those kids like I older? I think some of them are like, uh, I think the lead kid's like 15. Wow, he's 15 uh, already? That's crazy. Because same, yeah, same yeah, Vincent I think was only three years. They're not as, I mean, how old are they supposed to be? 13. I think 13, yeah. 13. I think, I don't know if like, has, like some of the ages I couldn't find because like some of those kids hadn't really done anything. Like Bev looks old, a lot older yeah, than no, them. Bev and the main yeah, because they're height. Yeah, they, they, they look older than the other kids. Now, as we go to the... It's been greenlit already. So, 2019, we're getting part two. Chapter two, whatever they want to call it. They, they put that in the end of the movie. It's like, chapter one. So, yeah, but they weren't sure they were going to greenlit. Green they were waiting to see how the movie did. And after making what it made, I think they'll be okay. Um, who are we casting? But there's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of champagne toast going on at New Line and Warner Brothers right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have faith who are we casting? Are we bring like Chris we, Pratt should be the fat kid? Well, yes, yeah, they they said so cute. they said who uh they the kid wanted to play and the, and the guy that played Ben said he would want Chris Pratt to play him and it works well because Chris Pratt wasn't Chris Pratt fat? He was a little pudgy yeah. and like he uh I will say this I will give credit because I was a fat round kid like that when I was younger I'll give that kid props for all be, for being in his tidy whities and having that belly out to jump in that fucking river I would have never done that. I feel so well, bad because he kept getting, like, him. carved up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that kid kept, yo, he must have crazy scars in the second one with all the time he got cut. Uh, ben. Yeah. So yeah. the kid that played Bill is 14. So he's close in age. Um, Which one's Eddie? Oh, Bill Hader. Someone, he, he said he wanted Bill Hader to play. No, 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 I'm sorry. Bill Hader is for um, Finn. Okay. For who did Finn play now? Richie. Richie. Richie for Bill, uh, Finn said that he wanted Bill Hader for that. Eddie um, was, Jordan uh, for the black kid. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else. He picked, well, uh, Chadway Bozeman. Yeah. 
No, he won't do that. Hannibal, Bur- <laughs> Hannibal Burris. No, stop. We want a good movie. Wait, what do you say? Hannibal Burris. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know about this it thing. <laughs> no, we want a good movie. I'm... <laughs> Um, Let's see I else. do. I think the best casting would be Chris Pratt to play Ben. I think that would be spot on. And he's. I don't think any of these people will do it though. Chris Pratt would do it. I think Chris uh, Pratt's the most open to do it. They want uh, the one that played. I feel like Chris Pratt Sof- wouldn't do a horror movie. The one that wanted Sophia Lillis, who played Beverly, she picked Jessica Chastain. And that I can happen that. because he she already worked with with him uh, on with Mama. Amy. Already worked with that on that mediocre movie, Mama. Stop, Mama's good, man. Stop. Oh, it's not so uh, mediocre. It's not that good. Stanley, I, I don't like Stanley. Which one's Stanley? The one that didn't want to go in the house first and then, uh... Oh, I actually, you know what? I actually liked him. And you know what scene really got me? When he got attacked and then he, when they were all, like, crowding over him and he was, like, screaming that you guys left me. Yeah. Like, I actually thought, I actually was moved by that a little bit. Man. In the end, he grew on me towards the end. But the... And he's the one that dies. Yeah. So, out of them, he's the, the one that dies one. in the next one. He's in the slicing his wrist. Well, he clearly is the weak link. <laughs> Easily, yeah. he's the weak link. Yeah. So the character, the actor that played Eddie, said that Jake Gyllenhaal should play him. Oh, he actually look like kind of sort of could be interesting. They do look alike, and he'd never do it. It's an emotional role. Kind Jake of, won't so. do that. I don't think Jake well, would do that. Do he did life though. He might. Oh, you're right. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. He did do life. I forgot that movie even came out. <laughs> the only one that's a little questionable is uh, Bill. Yeah, Bill, the guy, he wants Christian Bale. That's not going to happen. And that's not going to happen. That's definitely not going to happen. I kind of know that. But you th- do you think since the first one got good reviews and made a lot of money that some of these people that wouldn't normally do a movie like that might do it? No, nah, they're too bougie. He might. It depends. They, I think Chris Pratt. Christian Bale's too bougie. Chris yeah. Pratt would I definitely do I love Christian Bale, but he's sure. bougie. I think... <laughs> His closest thing to horror is going to be Amer- uh, American Psycho in that movie where he was really, really, really skinny. Oh, the machinist. Yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill was a Jewish kid, right? Yeah. Um, no, Bill was no, the main Stanley kid. Stanley was Stanley a was kid. Jewish kid. Okay. <coughs> I mean, we still got a year. I think pre-pro- uh, pre-production starts in January, and then I think they start shooting like in February, March. And they're planning for 2019. So they're planning for 2019. So it's not too far from here. Oh, I want all those kids back, though. Damn it. I know. I would love if all those kids came back. You can't. It's impossible. No, I know. I don't want them in. The, if they're not the main, if they're not the main characters, I wouldn't want them in it. And I mean, it's 27 years from now, so they have to. There's not. Yeah, so there's no way they're gonna do that. There's not that much puberty. Doesn't happen. Now I know we're a year early, but next year is Halloween. Do you think I don't think it's gonna top one seventeen? Do you think Carpenter's behind it, and it seems like they're trying to make a good movie and not just a I cash mean, grab? You like a good trailer? <laughs> yeah, they because like, ha- really I never I like the I it trailers, it but they behind. were never great. I never thought any of the it trailers were like, oh my god, great. I think they were all good. But do you think a lot? Because they did a lot of promotion during Comic Con. They've done a lot of different things. I mean, we even went in that it bus. With, they did the, like the VR. The it house is pretty big. The it house. How was? Like, they've did you done get to, a lot of Did you get to see the house? Because we, media. I didn't get to go. My we did the bus. Went, they said it was pretty cool how they set it up. The bus uh, was pretty fun. Yeah, the bus was fun. So like that's the thing. Like they've done they've done a lot of marketing. So I think if Halloween does the same, you would be good, right? And actually, there's a story that uh, the police in Bangor, Maine. <laughs> 
the police in Bangor, Maine, actually put up a red balloon in front of their uh, station house because Bangor is actually what Stephen King based dairy off of oh, in no, Maine. There was somebody who put up a whole bunch of red balloons. Yeah. Yeah. Then like the news came out that the police were crying because they didn't know what the hell was going on. That's they funny. Were, like, for the movie. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that that was one of the like we were talking about how it's not completely scary but creepy. That scene where was it Eddie that was in front of the house? Yeah. Yeah. When he has all the balloons, when Pennywise has all the balloons, he just moves it to the good. side. That was so good, and it's it's simple, it's simple, it's subtle, but it works so and well. And there's even a red balloon emoji. Yeah. So good, but um. I mean, I think Halloween could do it. It's, it's who's doing it? Is it Blumhouse? Yeah, I think so. And Danny McBride's writing it, right? That means I'm watching. And Carpenter, but, Carpenter's doing a brand new score. So, I mean, I have a question. Do you think that? I mean, I think the marketing has to be really good for it to beat what it just made this weekend. But do you think people may see like another Halloween movie and be kind of like turned off because Rob Zombie already did it? Yes, absolutely. I was about so, to say that. Yeah, so absolutely. that's my theory is mouth. that, you know, that came out already. So people are going to be like, oh, another Halloween. And like, well, I mean, it's been we haven't had a Halloween in almost 10 years. I know, but people don't forget sometimes. Well, when did the sequel come out? The sequel uh, came out like, a year after? 2009. So, like, uh, it was summer of 09. They both came out in the summer. So it's kind of going to be like they're going to see it and they're going to be like, hmm. Well, that's why so I, I feel think like the trailer, that might impend. A I think the trailer bit, for this is going to be really what's important. Crazy is that Halloween? I don't know if it still holds the record, but the Halloween remake was the biggest Labor Day weekend opening. It still of is. It still is. I think it still actually yeah. has that record. Oh, nice. Now the fact that it made thirty million dollars Labor Day weekend and topped out at like fifty something says a lot about the quality of that movie. <laughs> Man, I don't hate it as much as you do. We've discussed this it, before. It's awesome. It's a hot mess. <laughs> but, um... And I think absolutely, like, Halloween's, like, release date, we don't have a release date for it, right? So that's going to make right. a big difference. Like, I think it helped it a lot to re- not be released Labor Day weekend and to be You know what? Now. And I also think it made a lot of good, mo- a lot of money because, man, there hasn't we been anything good in the theater in months. In the last two weeks. Yeah. And like, had a lot to do with it. I think Logan Lucky was probably the last good movie, and that was, like, the beginning of August. And, nobody was really and no one was running to see Logan Lucky, so... Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it too. I mean, I'm I'm happy as a big fan of the horror genre. I was saying, they did a good job promoting this movie, man. They knocked out the part with like the release. There's good news and bad news because I think this is genre defining because it's the it in terms of like the what they did in developing their characters yeah. and creating scares for for fans too. But there's always the other side of it. When Halloween came out, it was defining for a genre, and to me, it's still the best horror film I've ever seen. But then you got a lot of garbage that followed after. So you think we're gonna get a bunch of like killer clown movies? <laughs> no, I think we're gonna get a lot of. I think the the rehash, remake, reboot is gonna hit with the horror genre. It's got. We're gonna get. We're gonna get it again. I think we might get. And they need to remake the burning. I would be all up. What the fuck is the burning? I haven't seen that. What you is never that? seen the burning? No. It came out like so. Tom Savini instead of doing Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, like the makeup effects. He did a movie called The Burning, and then, like, it's a really, I mean, it's, like, a cheesy kind of 80s horror film, but it's so good. It's super gory, though. Did Savini like a, come a back to, Savini like, went back to that, uh, to Friday After Part 2, right? I think, did what? he do, Savini he came back, yeah, he did, there you go, that's what he was. He wanted, because he, cre- his thing was, he created Jason, and he, he wanted, wanted to kill to him. Kill him. I still don't know so, how yeah, he came back after that. He got fucking destroyed by, uh, by, what the fuck, which Corey <laughs> Feldman, yeah, I always forget what Corey was. Corey Feldman, not Haim. I actually just saw um, for the first time this week that um, 
original Fright Night. Okay. Oh my god, it's so good. It is really, like really good. I watched the remake right after I watched the original. The remake really doesn't hold a candle to it. It's fine. It's not what, really that good. Uh, what horror movies would you like? I mean, I guess you wouldn't like to see them get remade, but like, would you be okay with if they kind of like took At another? At this point, Halloween was remade. The next big one that's going to get remade is The Exorcist. Oh no, we already got a show. It's fine. We don't need the movie. Oh, I'm, I'm with you 100, percent but I think that's the next one. I, I still think we need a good Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that last one really put it in the ground. I think, I, I think that would be too similar to it. That, that, that was some of the people that were saying that it felt like a nightmare on Elm Street. Like it had that kind of like, I mean, you haven't seen Stand By Me, but a lot of people were saying like, it's like Stand By Me meets a nightmare on Elm Street. The same kind of vibe. But I mean, I hate the nightmare on Elm Street remake. Like a lot. Yeah, I probably I hate like that more than I hate Halloween. I don't like it at all. Do you, th- um, Oh my God. You know what the, pre- the biggest issue with nightmare on Elm Street is that Robert Englund did so many and he was so good and, pretty much all of them it's hard man it's hard you, it, they you, got a good actor to play freddy krueger in the remake it wasn't like i didn't not like him he was he did what he i did. didn't like him at all to be honest g i, I think he, he did what he could i mean it, i don't think it was his fault no the whole the whole issue was just a movie in general but i did, i did not like him at all i thought there was it was just a disconnect as opposed to i they wanted to create the 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 freddy from part one because the Freddy from Part One was not funny; he was just like killing everybody yeah, and shit. And it, yeah, and it didn't really, it didn't really yeah. work. So, like, by the way, if you see Katie Cassidy in a horror movie remake, it's probably not good. <laughs> she was in the she was in Nightmare on Elm Street. She was in Black Christmas, and she was in When a Stranger Called. And I actually like the last one I just said a little bit more than the other two. But like, yeah, it's usually a bad sign. You Katie know, Cassidy. in 2017, I'm surprised they haven't remade They Live. I'm surprised they haven't remade the Lost Boys. Oh, that's coming. That's another one that wouldn't shock me. Well, the CW tried. They want to do a show. Like the people that made Jane the Virgin have been trying to like do a pilot, and they keep having them rework it because they really like the idea, but they haven't gotten it right yet. I'm kind of hoping they don't. I really don't. More of the story, kids. I think we're gonna get a lot of a lot more remakes coming out. So we went from zombies to paranormal activity. And now clowns. Kind of <laughs> I like how that's his own genre from yeah, the producers of Insidious. It was like they created their own genre, like basically, like it's all jump. There was all jump scares mostly, but it was still. Really Wait, The Conjuring? That's not a jump scares. Very jump scare heavy. There were uh, there were there were a few. There were a few, but it wasn't like predominantly jump scares. No, I think. Speaking of like the makers of. You know what scene is one of my favorites in Insidious? When um when that song is playing, tiptoe through the room, and she's walking through the kitchen, and it's so subtle, but the little boy just standing in the corner by the laundry, and you don't notice that the first time you watch it, but when you watch it the second time, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that shit is creepy as hell. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, And now we get clowns. You know what movie would have shocked me? Oh, like the Central with Kids? Man, the kid actors are... I'm a dozen, man. This should be fun. And once we're going to see a lot of them in January. <laughs> so that wraps this week's up. Next week is the week G has been waiting for for a long, long time. He's been waiting for 10 years for this moment. 
the moment he gets to defend the one of the biggest bitches and backstabbing female characters on television Vanessa, as we will look back at the 10 year anniversary of Gossip Girl. You guys are the worst. XOXO. She got him fucking published in the New Yorker, damn it. <laughs> There's, and don't expect news next week. There's no news. This is all out of our love for one of the most guilty pleasured shows of all time. Guilty is some guilty pleasure. Oh my god. So <laughs> next week we're going we're gonna to look at some of our favorite moments, some of our favorite episodes, our most hated characters. Our Favorite most characters. our <laughs> most loved characters. Do we agree on who Gossip Girl ended up being? Did we like it? Did we love the mo do we all agree on the moment that the show jumped the shark? All that fun stuff we'll talk about next week. And for some reason G's gonna defend Vanessa. So I don't know how that's gonna go. Damn, I am writing it right damn it. <laughs> and look out this week on Twitter, Facebook, when we're gonna put up a little poll on for you guys to, you know, let us know what your favorite moments on the show was. And, and how much you love And how much you love what? <laughs> Vanessa? Vanessa. Well, it ain't going to be Jenny Humphrey. Team Blair. Team Chuck. Team Blair. Everyone, everyone, team, team Chuck. Team I Chuck. would love to have someone say team that their favorite Chair. character wasn't Chuck or Blair. Oh, but did you like Dare? <laughs> did you like Dan and Blair? No, I did not. I thought I that think was such it, a waste of time. I think I know it was we can so talk about forced. It more next week, but I actually was thinking about that, and I kind of forgot when I was like rewatching. It, I was like, "Oh yeah, they did." Yeah, but I didn't like it. It was so forced. Like it. it was, but they like, but, they, but I like their interactions though. Like they were. I thought they were fine. I I liked it I when they were just going to the movies together, and it just it felt like natural progression. But then all of a sudden they're like fucking having like a party in Brooklyn to and like. He's like, I'm in love with her, and I'm like, no, oh yeah, no. and he loved her. I, I, that was a big one. I was like, oh damn. Was like, I'm like, no, Dan, you don't love her. Right, and then that her. stupid party. Yeah, that was trying so to mesh stupid. both our worlds. No, Dan Humphrey, you are not good enough for Blair. All right, so the, oh, no. he, he belongs with Arena. It's fine. For everyone that's listening yeah. right now, here's just a preview of how into it we're gonna get next week. Yeah, exactly. Get exactly. ready. So this week on the site, though. We will have reviews of it from myself and G. And any other things coming up this week? Oh, uh, did anyone see Home Again? There was another movie that came out this week. Who the fuck cares about fucking Home Again? I didn't, but I kind of want to see it. But <laughs> I'm not going to make. To see that fucking I, I'm not. I don't know if you recall this a few weeks ago. I said Jen's probably going to go to want to see it, and then Dave was like, "No, shut up! Don't put that in her head." Like I know because he doesn't um, want to see it. Again. So I figured I could just no, wait till it's online. No, I don't want to see fucking. No, that's terrible. I like Nancy oh, Meyer uh, movies. A little last minute box office news I just want to throw out there. Uh, even though it came out and made a lot of money, it didn't completely crater Annabelle, which I thought it was. It only dropped 46% this weekend, and it's going to make $100 million. Good for Annabelle. Oh, wow. Good for Annabelle. It's, that's it's great. At 90, it's at 96.2 right now. It'll probably be at $100 million next weekend. That's good. I'm glad that it crossed over. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard, even though it was number one for three weeks because nothing else was out, it's still doing pretty well as also, it's made $64 million on a $30 million budget. It made more pretty much on Friday than that movie has made that movie in four did the whole weeks. Time. And then Spider-Man Homecoming came out in China over the weekend and made $70 million in China. Did it cross wow. a billion yet? No, that's not close no, to a billion. It's at, it, it was at 700 and something before the China opening, so I don't okay. know where it's... I mean, but yeah, it's very doing very well. Gary. Oh, wait. Okay, I just looked it up. $823 million. All right. Away. Awesome. So, for this week's fun-filled episode of Real Chronicles, I am David. Lewis. Gaius. And Jen. Enjoy NFL Sunday. See you next week. Hashtag rise up. Hashtag go, Pat, go. Oh, boy.
I have nothing to say. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real. Thank you.